0: dad says he'll do it, my mother tells me. My hand is suddenly sweaty as I press the phone against my ear. Two days earlier, I'd call my mother to ask if she would relay a request to my father. I'd decided that would be the best way to gauge his reaction without actually having to deal with him directly. I wanted to know if he would be okay with me calling him every day for 30 days to ask him about his experiences during the Vietnam War for a writing project. I had been writing about my life for years to work through some emotional issues, leaving out anything related to my father or to Vietnam. Those subjects were too painful, and I was too afraid of what would happen if I opened that Pandora's box. But as much as I wrote about my botched marriage, the emotional turmoil I felt, and my failed quest to find contentment, I remained stuck, blocked in both my writing and my life. Then one day, a guest speaker at a writing workshop posed a question that hit me right between the eyes. What if you wrote about the thing you fear the most? He said that he'd been trying to find happiness for years, but nothing had made him happy until he started to explore and work through his fears. Although he never would have expected it starting out, doing that was the way he'd finally become happy. Frightening as it was, the idea also intrigued me. Could the key to finding happiness really be so simple? Nothing else I'd done had made me feel fulfilled, and I was tired of being miserable. I was willing to try just about anything. I knew exactly what I feared the most, my father, and the war he had brought home with him from Vietnam. But that was the last thing I wanted to write about. I'd spent the last 13 years of my life trying to put Vietnam behind me, and I'd gotten pretty good at pretending to be happy. But on some level, I must have known that I wouldn't ever be truly happy until I addressed all the unspoken questions and issues with my father that I'd been trying so hard to ignore. Until then, I'd be stuck. Not only in my writing, but in my life. When I asked my mother to ask him, I thought I was finally strong enough to go through with it and hear whatever he had to say. But when he agreed, I realized that my initial bravado had been resting precariously on my deep down certainty that my father would never say yes. He wasn't supposed to say yes. Although I hadn't been consciously aware of it when I made the call to my mother, I must have subconsciously believed that when he refused, I'd be able to tell myself I'd tried and go right on being angry with him as I had for as long as I could remember. But he said yes now what? Too late to back out now. I'd just have to figure it out along the way. The following morning, I decided to go back into therapy for the first time in two years. Just for a month, in case I needed some support to get me through the next 30 days. I thought I'd been doing very well. But what if the plan I'd come up with to move me forward actually wound up setting me back? I didn't want that to happen. I needed to stay strong. The therapist I found, Dr. Louise James, was older than I expected. Old enough to be my mother. As she read through the lengthy questionnaire I had just completed, I sat across from her, silently counting the framed photographs adorning the walls, and then the potted plants scattered about the office. I've always hated the first appointment with a new therapist, and there have been many. By the time I went to see Dr. James, I was highly skilled at sizing them up. I could tell right away if someone would be able to help me, or if it was someone whom I wanted to help me. I liked Dr. James. Her voice was kind, and she didn't try to impress me with her qualifications. As ridiculous as it now sounds even to me, I remember clearly the first thing I said when I walked through the door of her tidy, homey office. I've had more therapists than I can remember. I'm not here to begin therapy again. I only need you for 30 days, because I'm doing this project with my dad. Once a week for 30 days, that's all I need. That's how I thought of it, as a project. Like a school assignment, I'd complete, hand in, then file it away and be done.